Hi guys, this is Chew on This, your go-to podcast for thought-provoking discussions. Hi right, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 38 of Chew and This. As always, you've got myself, Will, aka Mr. Kiggs, joined by Martha, who you can catch on our Unlocked UK podcast. Back on the floating chairs, you've got Az and Monique. So guys, what's everyone saying? No, man, I'm just getting some on your phone, bro. This one's, in... bro, like, it's just mad. I just cost it. <laughs> you know the ones that's like, I just unlock it, yeah, just to scroll around and just do this. <laughs> what, can I, what, can I, what can I do now? Like... <laughs> Like, like it in my iPhone 8. You're literally like a kid with a new Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what it is? Because what I've done, I literally got my iPhone 8 and you can literally put the whole phone onto a new one. So I've done yeah. that. I was like, yeah, new phone now. I'm like, But it's just my iPhone 8, isn't it? Just with a bigger screen. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a thing to do. Like, what can I... Can I what's different? You know, like, only, only speaking, yeah, that's why I haven't done all the upgrades. Because it's literally, once you break it all down, yeah, you're back to it, bro. I can WhatsApp to you. And you no, but also, everyone else. all the fancy yeah. stuff they do, yeah, every single time. You know, there's this fancy thing, yeah, that you didn't even care about. Then you'll be at an event or you'll be at somewhere you think, oh, yeah, my phone's supposed to be able to do this thing. It never works. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, yeah. On Saturday, I went to my cousin's um, birthday party, right? And it was dark, innit? And he went to catch him on like a surprise party. I was filming, yeah. When I tell you, yeah, it's like the light was turned on. The, the video quality was mad. I was like, whoa. Now, if I was my iPhone 8, just black. <laughs> like, Apple better pay us for this. We're getting some good, like, get, getting them some like, good real-life promo. Yeah, man. Proper. Um, <laughs> while you was updating your, your 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 phone, did you, like, put Petra in your car? <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a hybrid. So I'm all right. <laughs> oh, so, uh, that's, that's, that's not a you problem, then. Anyone I've got else another 250 miles in my tank, bro. I'm good for now. But, or it was, is it half electric? But apparently some of the people with electric were struggling as well. What are they struggling for? Yeah, what's the problem? Because, like... <laughs> They're not turning the switch on. Wait, what? How? Not because of the... Are you okay? <laughs> Please enlighten me how they're, how they're struggling. Because they not because... <laughs> Not because they can't get petrol. Apparently there was, um, like, there's a shortage with the places to charge as well. What if the houses? <laughs> Do you charge it at home? Yeah, just plug How? it in. Plug in your car. Have you never seen it? You'll see, like, you see in front of houses, right, where they've got the um top bit of their window open because it's coming from the sitting room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they put the car in. Yeah, they're charging from home home. You just, it's just that, yeah, just starting to plug and play, man. This one I'm baffled about. I don't get why they why would they be struggling? Like what, what what's going on? Are they not plugging in? I'm just I'm just I'm just passing on the information. Like yeah, every, every, right about now, everything's a conspiracy theory. Everything's information that's coming from somewhere. So boy. Where where my brother where, spent three hours? Yeah. He spent I I, t- I could show you the, the conversation got on WhatsApp here. Yeah? He spent three hours in the queue for petrol of a day. I was like, bruv, really? Like, is it that? Life is too short. Where, where, all right, listen, where, where are we with this, right? So obviously this week there is the whole, it's a petrol crisis. And- No, 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 um, no. That's not how it's Some like. people, some people saying it's because of Brexit and some people saying it's because of stupidity. And some people saying it's a mix of both because they're both stupid. <laughs> it's both. 100% it's both. Because let's well, be fair, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm working from home, and so is a lot of people. Yeah. Where I go is probably to the gym, which is about two or three miles away. 
back home again. Yeah. I know people who's gone to, leave left the house, done a good two hours in the queue for petrol to go park the car in the driveway. And I say, what's the point? <laughs> Just in case it runs out. Wait a minute. Well, this, this, this is... This is the thing, right? So, again, from what I understand, there's no petrol shortage. There's a HEV driver shortage. Exactly. Right? Which people are again saying because of obviously Brexit happened. So then obviously freedom of movement's gone. And so because of that decision, you know, shafts are becoming empty. But it goes back further than that though, yeah? Because you see the same people that wanted Brexit, right? Mm. Oh, all the foreigners coming over taking our jobs. Yeah, all mm. them man there, right? Mm. Now they're saying government saying you man, go drive the trucks in it, go do the petrol. I don't want to do that. Mm. Oh, well, now we wait, have- wait, all right, let, let, let me counter that, right? We've oh. been in pandemic, mm. right? We, as we know, in the pandemic, everything's been locked off, right? So there's a massive backlog of everything. So including DVLA sending out licenses, including testing including testing for HIV drivers, right? So if we look at, if we put the emotions uh, and the, what's the word? I guess the stigma of Brexit to one side and we're gonna follow through the logic, right? Brexit happened beginning of what, 2020, right? Um, Pandemic kicked in, right? That naturally stopped all the natural things that would be happening, that, that put a stop to it, not just in the UK, across the world, right? So now naturally there's a backlog with everything. HEV driving licenses is one of the backlogs, right? So the only impact I see from Brexit in this, in this situation is the, the access to the labour market, right? But just from a stats perspective, from a stats perspective, there's a company called Transport Intelligence. I think it works in the EU or across the board, right? And they said in Germany, there's 60K shortfall of HEV drivers. France is 43K. Italy 15k and about 400k across Europe generally right so that's the context now you come to the UK how does Brexit fit into that picture how come there's none of this problem in those countries but there's problems here there is that but that's the thing you're assuming there's not because we get we get reporting from this perspective right but there is shortages in those countries I just gave you the stats no 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 no. how is the shortage of drivers mm-hmm. in those countries not mm. causing the same issues in this country. No, I mean, she means, so for example, the shortage of drivers mm. that we have in the UK, mm. why is it causing this amount of carnage, yet other countries can have a shortage and still mm. manage to behave themselves? I mean, I can't, I can't talk to the um, mentality, right? Because, you know, we just tell people don't panic. I just think, what do you expect? Like, <clears throat> naturally, what are they going to do? <laughs> but what's, the, what's the shortage of drivers here in the UK? You date those um, figures, what's the amount in the UK? 40k, from what I understand. So so some of those countries are have higher numbers, yeah. but have they got empty shelves in their supermarkets? I don't, again I don't I don't know that in, in, have in, in the um hundred thousand um drivers in the UK. Yeah, shortage. Hundred yeah. K, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, we've got a bigger shortage, but um okay, in general, yeah, like well. From the little bit that we've seen, because we don't get direct news everywhere, but we get we have access to enough information. And far as I am aware, and mm. again, people can correct me if I'm wrong, I mm. haven't noticed or heard that any of the other European countries 
who have also faced similar backlogs as a result of COVID mm. having the same issues that we are having here. So, by not the showing, is, so Brexit must have a role to play in that. There's no denying that, yeah? So Brexit has a role, but the role Brexit plays is access to labour, right? So again, yes. just, to count, just to count arguments to that question, yeah? Europe has a higher... Um, from what I again understand, or recent change is that they've had a, they've in, improved the working condition of HGV drivers, right? One of the feedback from HGV drivers who, who uh, from the European perspective, is the conditions here are basically terrible, right? So we've got lower working conditions and lower pay than across Europe, right? On average. So in terms of from our perspective, one of the issues is, and I think this is where again taking the emotions out from Brexit, right, is. We can fix this tomorrow, right? If we said, if you said tomorrow, freedom of movement comes back here, yeah, you got back to the same problem, which is cheap access to labor. And what companies do with cheap access to labor is I'm going to pay the lowest to whoever will take it, right? Because I don't have to pay any higher or improve any condition because someone always needs money. Do you understand? The issue with that is you've got a situation where across various sectors, where you're talking about across services, across like um, NHS, across um, HV drivers, whatever you talk of, when from a service perspective, right? The conditions are terrible, and pe- and these companies will make profits, right? But they're not willing to increase. Um, those profits don't translate to people's quality of life going up. Do you know what I'm saying? And so this, 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 what this is creating, and this is what my, you know, from my perspective, what, what change brings, right? Is you have to. The, one is an adaptation. Adaptation isn't always comfortable, but if the result of this. Is, especially when you look at from a pandemic perspective, if the result of this is uh, one, an, an increase or confidence in um, the employee's bargaining power, right? I'm all for that, right? If two, yeah, if it creates a situation where, you know what, if you want, if they're not going to increase, if they're not going to lift the, the visa restrictions, right? If they're not going to lift the visa restrictions to give these companies access to a bigger market, to more labor, two things are going to happen. Company either adapts or dies. That's what two things are going to happen, right? Because the government's not going to bail them out. Do you understand? Again, if that if that's a win for the employees, then that's that's again, I'm not against that. But again, the easy fix because everyone don't like discomfort is you know what? Let's go back to the status quo and let people work in shoddy conditions. I get shit pay as long as I get my bread. Yeah, no, no. But the thing is that, that okay, no, they are. I'm, I'm not disputing it. There's a bigger issue around that. The issue is hmm. is. See all these areas now where these problems have been, mm-hmm. right? They have, they've got no choice. You're correct. Mm-hmm. They have put the prices up, but we know how that works. Mm-hmm. They put the prices up of the amount that they are paying people, but we mm-hmm. also feel it because they put the prices up of food and other commodities. Mm-hmm. But despite the fact that they put the prices up here, yeah, there is a class of people here in the UK who still think they're too good for certain things. 100%. So they have, so they have now, right, put the prices up to be a vegetable picker and do all of these things that migrants mm. were doing before. They mm. still haven't gone to get those jobs, even mm. though there's a shortage, which means they put those prices up to ridiculous price amounts in terms of the quality that you're getting there. But mm. people, they are still shortages in those areas because mm. we still think we're too good. Not we, but the verbal UK British think mm. they're too good for those jobs. Which is which, fair. Which is the reason why I'm bringing it back to Brexit. I'm not bringing it. Mm. I'm not bringing it back to Brexit solely from the fact of we left. It's also about the mindset and the stuff that comes with that. Exactly. Understanding mm. that the entire UK economy, from inception, mm. has been grown 
and thrived off migration. Immigrants. Yes. From yes. the beginning of life. Right. It has done that. And I agree with that. So they yeah. are out here thinking, we are so great. We don't want you foreigners in our country. And now, finally, it's shoving you in your butt. And I'm going to pull it out there. I don't care. I, me. All I'm going to say is, it's not going to be my parents that are going to die from being cold and having to pick between putting on the heating and eating food because you decided to run people out. Because there's every very same people, little fuckers who were there voting people out because you decided that you didn't want bleep the next door to you when you didn't even know it wasn't even bleep the next door to you that you were kicking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't even really, you decided you were voting because you thought I don't want to see those little those brown people anymore stealing my mm -hmm. jobs, and you didn't even realize it wasn't the brown people that you were voting out, and in fact, more brown people are gonna come because they have now reopened the Commonwealth and they're now trying to get all those immigrants from the Caribbean and Africa. So all those brown people are now gonna come more, but whilst they're come, y'all little fuckers are gonna die in the cold. Of starvation. I mean, Mon, what's your what's your take? We knew this was coming. Mm. This is just the beginning of it. We knew wait, wait. Beginning. Before you before you think, is this is this? Are you are you placing this on uh, on the shoulders of Brexit, or you or you or is there any like what, what is there a different path for you, or you know how, how do you view it? As per usual, it's the people. Mm -hmm. The people were the ones who went and voted for Brexit. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go a little bit further and I'm going to put mm, some less than youthful people voted for Brexit. And as Martha stated, we all knew at the time when this was taking place, we saw the media, we saw the narrative. It was very much steeped in, a, in either classism or let's just be really clear, straight out racism. Mm -hmm. And we seem to have very, very, very short memories. There was a reason why we went into the EU. There were certain privileges that we were also able to enjoy. And yet no one is saying anything about the fact that it has never been proved. I think, what was um, that idiot saying? Um, Boris. He quoted some number that was being paid to the EU every single year. Oh, the 350 used, on, a, on, on a bus. That was used as the mantra yeah, yeah. Really fuel some real ignorant hatred moving forward. But yet he yeah, was yeah. never asked to justify it. The mm. accounts were never brought forth. The proof was never proven. But yet no. But okay, just in the context no of said anything. Just, just in context they of that. Went, they then went, mm. they then went and elected him to be prime minister. So not elected, they allowed a transition of power that saw that man then become prime minister. So when you see the people around you making decisions like this. People like myself, we refuse to actually get high blood pressure over this. Now, these same people, plus some extra lemmings, have now taken a message from the, the government, which I don't believe should have ever been issued to begin with. The wording was wrong, the narrative was wrong. And I mean, have, the government's not, their communication capability is, is literally over a toddler, bro. Like, they're terrible at it. It's they're not embarrassing. Is it yeah. not embarrassing? Does it not make you wonder why so much? I mean, my news club at the crop the other day at an environment thing. So that's kind of all you need to know on that front. And then, so then they then issue a statement. And then what do we see? We then see the influx of lemmings. 
that shut down every road that had a petrol station on it. Yeah. Every single road. An entire weekend was ruined, last mm. of the good weather, because mm. the government decided to hastily state there was going to be some form of rationing of petrol without giving full context. Petrol hasn't disappeared. There may be a slight delay in getting petrol to petrol stations. Well, well the thing is, they're, they're never, they are very bad at four forward thinking they're they're not good at that we they're not good at a lot of things to be that's fine however when you see the carnage that took place this weekend and you get caught in that carnage just trying to go about your regular business because everyone's lost their lost their mind lost their ability to queue lost their Mm. ability to understand what road signs mean and markings mean Mm. that's not just the government Mm. that's that's your next door neighbor stupid Mm. is everywhere in this absolutely everywhere and as Mm. such i expect no better now, my main query is, now that I have behaved myself and not minded any of this foolishness, my car, needs, my car needs topping up. But yet every single petrol station now has no petrol. Well, they've said... Did, um, you, see, did you see the videos of, women, of people filling up plastic bags? Have we lost, the, did we, have we lost <laughs> what physics is? Did we forget that gravity exists? Did we forget what waterproof was? I can't even indulge it. <laughs> I can't indulge it. I can't indulge oh, yeah, it. They're, they're flammable, you know. They're flammable when you just pass bags and it's yeah. But well, you know what? No one was doing anything about it. There was not one principal person in reach that never went and just took her out. She nearly blew off everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So. All right. So you're you're putting on the shoulders of Brexit. As where are you putting it? No, no. Um, let's not forget lemmings and lemmings. And oh lemmings. yeah, lemmings. Okay, shoulders are break. Technically, are we saying that? Okay, I mean, all right, lemmings and and well, I'm going to have to probably agree with um, with, yeah, both Martha and Monique on this one. You know, car. You know, mm. I think this country has just been built on a on a platform. Of okay, wait. Right. Before you before you make a point, yeah. Let me let me let me let me counter both of those points, right? Oh. Um, one, you're right. This country has been built on sand, basically. Like, it's been built on the backs of of immigrants, right? And so one of the things that, like, from a, I guess from Brexit perspective, yeah, one of the things I kind of query when people are upset about it and things like that, yeah, um, I look at it in a different way, right? As you mentioned before, right, they've opened up. So this country was built on immigration, right? But mostly immigration of Black people, right? Or people of colour, yeah. right? That's what it was built on. And then... For me, the Europeans have got the privileges for that with their free movement and all this stuff. John Zan, right? And so as much as when you look at the what's happened, oh, Brexit, this, 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 yeah, you're arguing like they're comfortable, you know, they're going back to Europe. Like they're not going to like a third world country or some stuff. They're going back home, which is which is fine. They're in the EU. They're okay, do you understand? From an opportunity perspective, you've got an opportunity now for people who've now built that, this country to come and come and, and and if they want to, if they choose to, right? If you know, if that's where the where the kind of uh, the market goes and immigration goes, yeah, to come and take advantage, right? A lot of a lot of Europeans came here and they created great wealth from it and took advantage and whatever. Do you understand? And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, if this creates more opportunities for uh, Africans and Caribbeans, you know, to come in because of Commonwealth or whatever, it's about time. That, that membership paid off as far as I'm concerned. Do you understand? Because it's been a long time coming where you, you just, you've been taking, 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 right? And 
you're branding it all Commonwealth, et cetera, et cetera. But there's no gate, there's no plus side to it. Do you know what I'm saying? So if this is a if this is a if it gives opportunities that side of friend, whether it's whether it's through um econ- economics like going that direction or people coming this direction, I'm all for it. Do you know what I'm saying? But my question is in terms of from a Brexit perspective though, yeah, is I think Marfie asked whether like why other countries are not um experiencing the thing, right? The point is like in the, over in the UK, there's a lot of change. There's so much stuff happening all at the same time. Pandemic and Brexit. Just saying, on top of a incompetency, turbulence is bound to happen, though, no? Aaron? But as I said before, yeah, we have the key stage level of pride, like a three-year-old across the nation, yeah? Mm. And when we're in the, in the midst of a, of a pandemic, <laughs> the, the first thing we're doing is buying toilet roll. Yeah? Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like... You can't cook that shit, bro. Like, you, you it's not food. You can't eat it. How much shit are you going to be doing during the pandemic? So, yeah, my <laughs> thing is, this, as I said before, this country is built on stupidity, yeah? And we forget, well, I say we, they forget that the reason why things tick over so well here is because of the influence we have from European nations, the people who come from Africa, the people who come from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Prime example, mm-hmm. going back to the football of the day, a couple of players done a good job in it, scored a few goals, yeah. got England to the final. When they went a bit pear-shaped, the racist guys come out. The guy, those yeah. who break Brexit. Yeah? yeah? It doesn't make any sense. It's all well and good for when it's all right. But when it goes a bit tits up now, but you know what, yeah. So, so you know what, yeah. And someone can ch- someone else can chime in after this, yeah. But this is this is my this is my issue, right? I just feel like as a country, right, we have this thing where, and people generally, right, we love plasters. Jonathan, we love plasters. We love pretend shit is okay because it looks nice and it's got a facade, right? People talk about Brexit as if racism started on the twenty in June twenty sixteen, bro. Right? The country been done racist. Jonathan, it's just that if Brexit didn't happen, everyone would have been happy to carry on pretending. Jonathan, so that's what baffles me about the whole thing. And and you can carry on pretending. Even now, if we're talking about this situation and say, you know what, yeah, look, now you're going to learn the value of 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 you know um, the value of foreigners, right, of foreign people. Jonathan, good. You, said, but you know what? Some of these lessons need to. The some of some the cycle needs to go, happen. Jonathan, because all this pretense, yeah, it prevents growth. And it prevents other people getting getting their, their recognition. Jazan, prime example, when you look at again nurses and NHS and stuff, most of that is, is run by foreigners, right? At whatever level you're talking about. Most of the people put in the date that graft are foreigners. But the people get, get the, the people it, the people think in right, their right. head, yeah, that actually it's not the foreigners that do all this stuff, do you understand? And so they don't reward them as if they're valued. And so some, as far as I, as bad as I feel about some of the hardships that might are, are to come here, yeah, my thing is like, you know what? The cycle has to go through because the longer we continue pretending, right? And using all these plasters to cover up shit, which is literally fucked up, right? The less value there's going to be for anybody who's from a foreign land, do you understand? Like that's 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 where I see it. So if this if people have to learn the hard way, right? Then so be it. But you know what it is we we in the in 
in the UK, there's an issue of everything in terms of overcharging for everything here. And I think, like, we have this... I remember, like, getting work done on property on the house. Um, when I had... When, I, when, when you have, like, the foreign guys come over and do work for you, their prices are a lot cheaper mm-hmm. as opposed to those coming from the UK. Like, their prices are, like, double. And... The first thing they'll say is they'll try to back, they'll try to undermine their quality of work because mm. the price is so cheap. Mm. No, the price is cheap because generally, like the price should be cheap. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So, back to the whole argument of you know, uh, Martha mentioned about some people paying uh, people, people to pick fruit are getting paid sixty-two k. That's more than certain jobs, mm. like in the city, like to mm. pick fruit, bro. It's an uneducated job, yeah. Yet. People in the UK don't want to do it. So mm. when when Mildred comes over from Romania, is picking fruit for you know twenty bags a year. Why are we complaining? Why do, do we think that's a class? Do we think that's a class thing though? Is that is that rooted in class, Martha? No, because the class problem we have here, the people who are not doing the jobs are those who are on benefits, who are scooping up the one hundred some pound every two weeks because they can't have to get off their asses. We have a lazy culture. The UK has a lazy culture. There's many people here who are just lazy. Capitalism, capitalism is that, isn't it? Capitalism is across the world wrapped up in the elites and mm. keeping down the common folk. That's what mm. capitalism is is braided on. And unfortunately, the racism has been wrapped up into wrapped up into that. The point is, is this, and it goes back to what I always say: what you said about okay, yeah, we allow now let some people from the Caribbean and Africa come in and kind of benefit. That's the exact problem. The problem is, is, is we continually come here and do this and actually don't reap a benefit. The difference is, is you see all those Eastern European people, mm-hmm. they came here, they grafted, they stayed in a house, 12 man them in a house here, right? Mm-hmm. Not wasting money in rooms on top of each other, stayed here 10 years. Guess where they are now? They're in a mansion in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. right? They don't do what we always end up doing. Mm-hmm. They come here. This isn't the motherland, the homeland, the king of king, the god of god, the glory of anything. This is, it's an economy where, where their stupid people, because they're so privileged, don't value it. We can come in, we can make money, we can take that home and then live like kings and queens. What's going to happen is whatever happens is they go to Africa, they go to the Caribbean and they drain our best resources because they're not letting everybody in. When they're doing this reopening, they're saying they want particular people, you have to have particular skills. It Mm. drains our countries that are already struggling Mm. and it brings it here. And everybody knows that the way an economy grows is through your upper class, through Mm. the number of people that you have educated and the number of people that you have who are doing jobs and who are benefiting the tertiary sector. So they strip our country. Is that not the model? But you just described though the Eastern Europeans they came they took but they they came create like created the wealth and then they bounced. No, no, no. But well, the I difference is, is the difference is we don't go back because we don't have the same we don't have the same history, right? Mm. And we don't have the same. But when they were letting Eastern Europeans in, did they say did they say you had to have you had to have a degree, you have to have this much money in your bank account, you first have to have. All well, hang on a second, yeah. Back on a second, yeah. The reason for that though was freedom of movement. Right. So that's yeah. why they didn't why that's why they didn't have that. But that's what I'm saying in terms of But in terms not, of, there's not freedom of movement anymore, though, Will. What they're doing now with this opening, they haven't said we've removed freedom of u- movement to Europe 
and we're mm. now giving freedom of movement to other places. If they were doing that, it would open it up more, but they're not doing that to us. Hang on a second, yeah. I know they're not doing that, but what I'm trying to say is like, again, it's, it's freedom of movement is a, is a European privilege, right? European privilege, but the, the issue of labor and um, kind of the lowest denominator was still an issue because the companies would still go and pay the lowest amount in order to make the most gain, do you know what I'm saying? In terms of freedom, yeah. in terms of freedom of movement happening to, you know, in, in terms of other um, demographics, right? I, I guess I'm looking at like from an opportunity perspective, right? From what I understand of the policy is to say like, whether you're European or whether you're from, you're Indian or whether you're African, right? It's like, these are the entry requirements, right? So you all now got the same shot to come in, do you understand, right? And so from that perspective, a, Europe, a European, again, if you look at the class, the way the class thing work, right? A European might look at that and feel like, well, why am I going to leave my country, which is over there, to come all to jump through hoops to come in your country? Right? Yeah, but someone who's and so they're not going to come, right? Yeah. But then, then an Indian or, or you know, Afro, African or Caribbean might look at it and feel like, actually, you know what, yeah, that's a good opportunity. Yes. Then it comes down to what you do with that opportunity, and then, right? No, but the problem I'm trying to say to you is this: yeah, this is the issue, right? What it does is, is it breeds that process, which means, yeah, which means that if our talent does not stay, then mm. our homelands are never a good opportunity. So mm. all we do is, is we think we are benefiting from Europe or from the mm. UK, but really and truly, they're doing what they have always done. They're doing what they've always done. They're still sucking. Our, so when when Colin, when they left us through colonization, right? And they were doing us. We like they were. We were still satellites and metropoles around these people. They were still. Mm. They still owned all of our resources. Yeah. So we would build things. So they still owned cotton. They still owned silk. They still owned riches in our lands. And the profit didn't stay in our country. It came to the UK. Yeah. So they yeah. never developed us. And what I'm saying is now, if our upper classes and our elite and our skilled and our educated leave our countries. We mm. don't build our nations. That means forever and ever and ever, we are constantly going to be thinking Europe is the best place to be because Europe's a good opportunity. England's Monique, a good opportunity. Monique, what's the, what's the solution? What's the solution for UK? What do we do? Do we go back into do we go back into Europe? Is that the solution? No, not at all. Because once I don't believe in I'm trying to recross the bridges that you burn. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an amazing deal put in place. We were the privileged um, favourite child. We then spat in everyone's faces. No, I don't think we should go back in and put our back against Germany again. Um, what is, there is no solution. This is just a human, this is just a human course. You think it's doomed? Are, are we doomed? You have to let the stupid ride out and let this be survival of the fittest like it was always meant to be. Because I know me and mine are going to be all right. Aaron, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your, what do you think we should go back into the EU? You know, I think we should get Corbyn for um, Prime Minister. But they, they wouldn't even let him into his party, so. Yeah, this, we wouldn't be in pandemic, <laughs> we wouldn't be in pandemic, we wouldn't be in Brexit, we wouldn't be having a few. Well, if Corbyn, if Corbyn was Corbyn Prime Minister. Was in, if Corbyn was in House of Parliament right now, we'd be all right. But if he was supporting Brexit, though. He, he was supporting Brexit. He was supporting yeah, he Brexit because he had no choice. But because the deal was already done. No, he was supporting Remain because he had no choice. <laughs> so I'm trying to tell you. So I'm saying he said Remain, but obviously now this Brexit is that way. I'll go in there and try to get the, the best thing I can possibly get. Yeah, which is fair enough. Boris now went in there, got his pants pulled down, 
Yeah. Mm. And now we have no fuel. Mm. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Literally, mm. got his pants pulled down. We've got a pandemic about a month later with the country's in lockdown. I mean, mm. we went off of toilet roll and food. And now we have no fuel. Like, Technically, what? we have fuel, yeah. It's just not getting to the fuel courts. Bro, let's keep 100, yeah? I mm. drove today through the ends. I drove through past five stations and all five had them yellow things on their things said on the actual um, pump saying out of order, which tells me they have no fuel. So whether it's a driver thing or not, we have you no know fuel. what you know why I say that? So you know why I say that yeah. empty outside my house and I can't I go you, get petrol because there is any. I tell you, I'll tell you why you say that. I'll tell you why I say that, yeah. This is the this is my problem, right? You see the whole Brexit debate, yeah. My issue is this, right? If people could have a like, like I said to you. This plaster business is, is I, I just don't understand it. Do you understand? Like, there's so much shit people complain about, but they just want to keep putting plasters on things. Do you know what I'm saying? And not having a real discussion and get to the core, core of the issue. Even this whole thing. For me, whether Brexit, turn, Brexit turns out good or not, right? The point is, yeah, there was a question which was asked, right? That was there. Like, the whole racism towards foreigners, towards Europe, whether you're Eastern European or whatever, yeah, it was there. Do you understand? And that kept being, that kept being used as a stick, right? these people pull out every once in a while to beat certain people with, do you understand, right? Now that question's been answered. There's no point even dancing around it, right? Now, from a fundamentals perspective, I can't sit here and be like, oh, we're doomed and gloomed, right? Bottom line is, yeah, being in Europe, there's 162 countries in the world, right? They're not all in Europe, bro. do you understand, right? In terms of from a trading perspective, you've got countries that do trade without being in Europe, right? Prime example, Canada, America, Mexico, they have trade packs and they trade just fine. Do you understand? What I'm looking at this perspective here is what comes out of this? Do you understand? Like what, what does this what does this create? Because okay, so it? it's me, done now. No, no, let me tell you something. See, oh. this is the problem. So forgetting Brexit on the racism side, let's talk about Brexit mm. as an economic agreement. Because this oh. is the biggest thing. Most people don't understand what Brexit is as, a, as an economic agreement. Mm. And ha- it has failed because mm. the EU came out of the Bretton Wood Agreement, which failed. Right. So the first set of trading blocks came through that was the Bretton Wood ones. And that failed miserably. So when you're talking about other countries who are not part of trading blocks and part of processes and of course that happens. But there are there are certain countries which own monopolies on things. Mm-hmm. OK, it's yeah. the big powers. America mm-hmm. is a is a power that America is currently the only country that can literally cut everybody off mm-hmm. and be OK. 100%. They're the only China? country. No, no, no. China can't. They still need to trade with people, mm-hmm. right? But they're the only country who can currently lock everybody off and be okay. So that mm-hmm. is what it's about. The wait. Why do you say that? Why do you say so, that? So basically, they've got all the resources. They have their own gas. They have their own food source. They have all the resources that okay. they can. So they can be. So they don't have. So glo- we understand what globalization is, right? And the whole point of globalization, yeah, is it put people into groups, right? So you specialize in something. You specialize in something, which means you have the ability to produce that quicker, faster, and more efficient, and then you can have a better markup. Other people mm-hmm. specialize in stuff. What they have done around the world is they have made the particular types of countries specialize in commodities, which means they're able to put on it, it, um, markups, which are extensive. So we specialize in a tertiary sector, right? We specialize in nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Non- money in your bank is, is zeros. This, we specialize in nothing tangible. Mm-hmm. And the places where things are tangible, Right where we where we made those other less economic countries be specialized, we don't value their commodities. Right, so they do the hard graft 
but then we get the money out of it. So that right. is the big thing. So forgetting the forget the singular country racism part of Brexit. Mm-hmm. It was an economic agreement. Now the mm-hmm. thing is, is UK was not actually the strongest power there. We've just got the benefits as around the world we have a reputation. Does that make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So we weren't actually the strongest power because you mean when Germany. The first times Germany is the is the is the power, right? And before that. Before that, there were times when the euro was stronger than the pound, and it currently it was very close. Yes, the pound was a little bit more, but it was very close. Mm. One of the biggest things, for example, if you'll see it, people don't understand how things work. So they don't understand, yeah, that when you make an agreement with somebody, just because you decide to leave doesn't mean that you don't still fulfill your responsibilities, right? So we were all paying things for together. So just because we've decided to leave, we still have to contribute for a extended period of time because we got money. So Europe. Oh, what's 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 that? What's that? How does that? In, in terms of the point I was making, right? How does that? So how, in how, terms, so because what yeah. that so what that means is is about trading. So that's mm. the whole reason why we needed to start making new trade agreements, right? Because mm. the freedom of movement, for example, that um the agricultural funding, Britain's farmers, yeah, cannot mm. compete without that subsidy, right? Mm. So British beef, we've been publishing Britain beef. Do you know why? Because basically, Britain has been farming at a loss. Farmers mm. farm at a loss. Yeah. Yeah? So they get a subsidy. So what that basically means is they, the government pay, let's just say, per pound, 50p, so that, you, so that they don't send it to us and we don't have to pay it, so that they can still do that. That was because we were part of a whole European agreement. Yeah, but they can, they can do that. So what else? What do you mean they can do that? The government can just pay the farmers to carry on no, something like that. No, they can't. Why not? Of course they can. No, 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 they can't. That's, they can't because they can't. That's a choice. It. No, no, babe, no. We, as part of it's, it, that money, yeah, that money was an agreement. That money was part of a rebate, right? So it was a part of a rebate. France got the biggest agricultural chunk out of all of that. It's a, it was a rebate, right? So it's a choice. It was a fixed amount of money. The government can, do, same way they've decided to, I don't know, spend money on whatever else. They can do that. If they prioritize it, right? No, no, you not, can't, but, it's but a no, choice, but right? no, no. What the point is is no, it's, it's bigger than that. Yes, there's a rebate, right? But the whole mm. point of it is that you fix prices in across it. So we were in, you were in part, we were in line with all that. So Britain's gonna produce beef, you're gonna produce cheese, you're gonna produce this. This is the right. agreement exactly. that we are making, right? So basically, yeah, yeah. what we're saying that with without that additional process yet, and now remember, we're now allowing the others to do that. Britain mm-hmm. cannot cover the difference because it's not right. just going to be that same amount. Because before you were saying Britain's going to cover 25p per se and it's going to be okay. But now Britain's going to have to cover 50p in order to compete. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that is one part. I'm just giving you the beef example. That example is across the board because mm-hmm. we were in an agreement. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the reason why, another big reason, one reason why the fishers nearly went out of. Um, went out of market because there's mm-hmm. waters that you can't fish in and you can fish in and you can't get processes. So what mm-hmm. we have to understand is there's economics behind this mm-hmm. and all of this, because we're in a, consum- um, a capitalist society, it all impacts on trade is important, particularly because we go through globalization, which means we need to specialize in certain places. And mm-hmm. remember, Britain is not a country that specializes as much in the, in the secondary factor. We specialize in the tertiary area. Mm. Do you understand? That's the way the majority of our can you our explain what tertiary is. tertiary area? So the services sector, right? So yeah. we're in the services, the financial sector, mm. right? So we can't we can't compete 
and an open market against a block of countries who have got trade agreements who are agreeing to say we are going to buy and sell and fix prices to suit Can I ask you a question, yeah? Can I ask you a question, yeah? You yeah. say we can't. Why can't we? Because we don't have the capacity to do that. We don't have... Don't generate that, that amount of income. But not even that. It's a specialisation. What I'm saying is... What I'm, let's, let's put it... Sorry, like sorry let, me, let me rephrase my question, right? Yeah. Um, we can't compete... What I'm trying to say, I think there's what I can't remember how many country, countries in, in, in the in the EU. EU. Is it, it's about 40. 40 like, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. That's one block of countries, right? And they they trade with all the other countries, right? So the same principle applies. So they'll trade with Canada, right? Prime example, trade with Canada. They got a trade deal with Canada and they trade with Canada, right? Not individually. They're a trading block. Canada trades with the EU. It doesn't trade with individual countries. No, my point is they still trade with Canada and Canada's still fine. Yeah, but, okay, yes. But Canada didn't come, Canada has its specialisation. You have to understand our special, we were strong. No, no, I get that. And what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to understand, yeah, what I don't get, this word can't makes no sense to me, right? Adjustment makes sense to me. Can't doesn't make sense to me. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you're saying, actually, we was in this situation, and now we've come out of the situation, we have to adjust in order to compete on this basis. I can work with that. If you say, oh, oh no, we're, gonna, we're all going to no, die no, no. because like, we're no okay, longer in this. So let me explain I don't work to with you. That. All, right, so, all right, let me explain to you. The problem is, is in order to compete like that, right, the reason why you can't compete like that is because the cost, yeah, is going to get passed on to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So basically what it is, is British beef is going to be in the shop, right, and you're going to get one pound beef from Europe, and, and this is an exaggeration, but just so you understand, you're going to get £10 beef from England. Which one are you buying? £1 beef from where? Europe. The European one? Exactly. So so this thing that you're saying, so Britain's going to adjust, yeah, mm. but you, you, the costs of that, mm. you have to pass it on to the consumer. No, okay, so so again, that, that goes down to import, right? So from an import perspective, you're going to import beef, right? Because, again, this is the whole point of a trade deal, right? Mm-hmm. So... The taxes you pay on, on importing, right? So if the cost of anything, right, is supposed to balance out, that's the whole point of zero tariffs, right? So there's no tariffs on, on, on your trade, right? So similarly, if someone buys something from over there, there's going to be no charge, no additional cost, right? So it's, it's going to break out even. No, it doesn't break time... even. That doesn't break even because we, we are now going to have tariffs because we're not part of it. No, but we're not having tariffs. That's the whole point of the trade bill. That's, the, that's what I'm trying to say to you. But babe, those t- so okay. I don't think you understand. All I know is yeah, is okay. Boris come out of Brexit with his pants pulled down. Yeah, I don't think he got anything out of it. I think we're just gonna get bullied by you. That's what I'm asking. What's the? That's what I'm saying. We're here now. What's the solution? Because we can sit here and be like, doom and group. What's the? What's They're the plan? Do we go back in, or do we? No, you don't go back in. You, you but you, you we don't go back in. But you have to what's be prepared plan? for the. Basically, we're gonna go through a bust. But before there's a cycle, what, what we're saying is, is you have to be prepared for the fallout, which is what you've seen. Shops closing down, higher unemployment, food prices going up, all of these processes. You need to be prepared for that. That's what I mean by the fact that we cannot com- you can't compete under those guises. And the only people that are going to suffer is us. That's what I'm saying. That's what's going to happen. So there's no tariffs, there's tariffs, all of those processes. The fact of the matter is, is Europe mm. can create beef yeah, and sell it. They can create it more efficiently, and so therefore can price cut you, right? That's the, that's the whole point of it. Like it's that whole idea of whatever you try and out here going. Not, not to be picky, yeah, but 
not to be picky here, but the whole point of the trade deal is because that, uh, all right, just, just going back to the, the whole Brexit thing, you understand the whole issue of, of it was that if, you, if UK left, right, they didn't want UK to undercut them. You know that, right? That was the whole point of the long thing with the with, with no the, the long no no the long thing was that was, not that was the whole Martha that was the whole point of it. They didn't want the UK right to come up with policies that undercut them. They wanted a level playing field, is what they said, right? So just mm-hmm. in the, just in that just in terms of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. My my thing is is I just think like the plaster thing. It like like I said to you, the racism was there. It was just not- it was just. It was just there. Not, Will, it's not about the racism. I'm sorry. Maybe you've read the wrong news. The UK was trying to act like they had more power than it was. It wasn't oh, that Jesus at Christ. all. The UK wanted to leave and keep all of its powers. It wasn't the Europe that wanted not UK. The UK wanted to leave. You, so I think you mis- I think you powers. misunderstood me. Let me say it again, right? EU, one of the conditions of the trade deal they got, right? The EU wanted a level playing field, right? i.e. they didn't want the UK to turn into, they called it a, a, a Singapore on Thames, right? Which means that they didn't want the UK to come up with practices that undercut European farmers, European manufacturing, European anything, right? They wanted everything to be done on a level playing field in order to keep prices. Because just as an analogy you just said, right? As in, if something could be made cheaper here, naturally what's going to happen? People are going to buy it from here. That's the whole point of the trade deal, Right. So that you don't get undercutting and you yes. have a level playing field. Level I'm not playing talking about who had most power. I'm just saying principally no, that was the whole the point. The level playing field is about that. I'm just saying that the way that you have identified that is incorrect. So you 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 show me where that came from because the UK isn't the power there to have the ability to undercut the Europe. So I want to know. I want to know when the UK our our cost of labour is higher. How are we going to be able to undercut? the europe because the government was okay prime example yeah um the u the eu and america had a beef right between airbus and boeing right that beef was because europe was was subsidizing right airbus manufacturing Mm -hmm. in order to make their planes cheaper to sell right yeah Uh, yeah, so the eu was doing that including so uk france i think germany right they were doing that yeah right so america had a beef with that Mm-hmm. The same point is, is principles in this situation. If the UK government decides to create a policy where they subsidize farmers or subsidize mm-hmm. manufacturers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That puts the EU at a disadvantage. They didn't I want understand that, that fully. I don't so understand. We're you talking about power. We, my point is, my point is, is that the UK government in that sense, right? So as a as a group together, we undercut something. I'm saying the way our money and our distribution was set up is that the UK wasn't in a position to undercut their prices like that to do that. So I'm not disputing what you're saying. I fully understand here. I fully hear what you're saying. I'm just saying wherever that idea came from, that the UK had the power that they would now put in, in policies that would undercut the EU is misguided. So you show me where that came from and I I'll mean, say it, but I'm saying that's misguided. I can, I, that, that could be another debate. Um, so, all right. Aaron, H- would you be a HEV driver? I think they're paying like 60k. They're paying 75. I, I'll be honest with you. I'll take that job easy. However, however, it works out. I've done it hourly, I've done it hourly rate. Yeah. Mm. And you work more hours than your regular nine to five. So, you know, what? I'm going to allow it. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the points I made earlier, right? The conditions, are, the working conditions are not great. To be fair, 
I, I take naps during my day at work anyway. So generally, <laughs> I do about nine to three anyway. So if they can give me a nine to nine to five on the on the, on the truck for seventy five bags, I'll take it. But I'm here with guys having to sleep. It's the live to but the work the conditions are bad. Isn't it? Yeah, but as a HGV driver, you're going into it as a as the conditions ain't great. Yeah, you're not gonna get a star from. You're not gonna get. Do you know what I mean? The certain things you're going to be stuck in a truck for however long, yeah? So that's what you're going in for. You know that. Um, so generally, for me, on the back of that, what I know of a HGV driver, I wouldn't bother doing it. But if it was a case where they made those conditions where you're going to drive, there's two people in the, in the, in the trucks, you know, you do a straight eight-hour day, all of that. So let me ask, let me, let, let, me, let me throw it back around here. How does this make sense here? So you wouldn't do that, right? Because the conditions are terrible, yeah? And... No, but I'm not saying the conditions are terrible. I'm saying... That, that, I think saying the conditions are terrible is, 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 a, is a bad one because with, every, with any form of driving job, yeah, like even you, the Uber drivers, they can be considered to have, have, having terrible work conditions because they work long days. You know, they're doing like eight to eight, to eight 12 hour days, even longer than that, like four or five days a week, yeah, and they're mm. in their car all day. And then they're, getting, mm. they're working, say, at 12 o'clock at night and they get mm. some, some, some Larry drunk in a whip trying to slap the back of their heads. That's poor working conditions. Yeah, mm. so you know you sign up for when you be when you're an Uber driver or taxi driver, you're signed up to get a bit of a madness. So HGV driving, you know when you sign up to that, you know you're going to get a type of environment that you're going to have to work with. If you don't want to do it, then don't do your job. So I don't even buy into the whole thing of it's got bad working conditions. Um, Mon, would you be a HGV driver or fruit picker? Just not I'll do that. Facts. Huh? It's just not my portion. It wouldn't be worth it. For, for me... Worth 100K. It. 100K they're paying, apparently. Wouldn't be worth it. With a bonus of 30K, apparently. Oh, with a bonus of 30K? Okay. Yeah. Now we can have a discussion what these hours look like. <laughs> Boy, man, they're, they're not 9 to 5, put it that way. Fair enough. If it's a 12-hour for 130K... Yeah, but 12 hours as long a day, as, I, as long as I'm your not... Weight, all week, then you might be away overnight, you might miss Christmas, you might not see your family, your kids, all of yeah, that. Well, you know, everything's a little bit negotiable, but you know, as long as I'm engaging my core the whole time, I can see benefits. <laughs> and, then, and then you've got to sleep in, the, sleep in your truck in the back. Okay, we didn't go all that far. We said, you know, you still got to be humane. No, but this is the accommodation. They're truckers. No, 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 not truckers, not truckers. We said fruit pickers. That's right. Oh, fruit pickers. Oh, oh, no, oh. He has yeah. to sleep in the, in, the, in the barn with the, with the, with the, with the hens or something. Or the cows. No, free pickers oh. calm though. Free pickers calm. I'll do it all day because that's light work. You walk around all day, pick a couple. Ah, of you still got to provide certain things. You know, you are gonna want me to survive the whole experience. And if we're doing say twelve out, and you can't be picking fruit all year round, that's not how it works. So we're talking about what six months, some fourteen hour shifts, hundred and thirty k. Wait, you know what? Oh, I actually would do it. You know, exactly. Like <laughs> quick six months. Are you mad? Where's the where's the application for one doing that right now? <laughs> Scrap marketing. I'm a fruit picker, fam. Uh, Marv, you you do, you do it? Would you do it? Hell to the night. Hell to the night. Is there any wait? Is there any any price you you do it for? No. Is it why out of principle? No, that's oh. labour. I'm not built for that shit. I ain't <laughs> built for that shit. These, listen, we are direct descendants of slaves, yeah? I got that history when the, the women in my family be out here boring 20 pitney when they're bloody labourers 
doing hard labor. It's like my my genes have the trauma of that. I ain't made for that. <laughs> I am not made. I'm not made for that. Like I can see it now, yeah. I would have been that slave, yeah. You know when they were giving slaves, yeah, and they were telling you the amount of bales, the amount of cotton pads that you needed to get each day. I was that slave that was getting beaten. And, and I was a slave, yeah, that everyone had to um, give their extras to to make sure I didn't get it. Rule talk though, yeah. Sorry to cut your mouth, yeah. But I just looked online now. Like, you could do a, you could do a young shift on the weekend for £30 an hour. That's a young shift. Mate, £30 an hour, £30 quick £30 five hours. I ain't bad, you know. This is the thing. This is the thing. We work on these things already. It all depends. I, I think it depends on where you where you do things, how many hours you do things. I already get paid more than £30 an hour, so... Yeah, but that's a quick weekend thing. Do you know what I mean? Jumping in a Saturday... Like, I get £30 an hour for sitting in front of a computer. Why am I now going to go... I get more than that for sitting in front of a computer, not leaving my house, from coming upstairs and coming down and going nasty. I ain't doing all of that. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Be a pocket mind on the weekend, you know what I mean? Nah. Hey, what's it called? Um, budget. Huh? All right, L- listen, last words. This, this crisis... Is this a, so? Is this even a crisis then? I don't like. I don't think it is. My two pence yet. I don't feel this is a crisis. I feel, like, I feel like this is a communication issue, yeah, and then coupled up with stupidity. It's not even a communication that's, that's, issue. That's how I call it. What, what yeah, do you think, Martha? Do you know what? Yeah, let's to be to be even fair. To be even fair, okay, right, for once, and I'm gonna be fair. Do you know what the communication was? I think it was. Shell or Tesco's are basically two petrol stations or two. They tweeted com- it. Two companies. Two companies. Two big companies, though. It doesn't matter, right? It wasn't BP. BP yeah. was one of them. I don't think it was. Not an original. Said I don't okay. know, but anyway, two companies said yeah. Said there's going to be a ration. We understand what ration means, right? A ration of fuel because the deliveries are not coming on time. That was what information went out on maybe Wednesday night, Wednesday night, right? Thursday afternoon, mayhem. Since then, now, petrol stations don't have no petrol. I mean, if you don't understand how one, that panic buy-in, causes prices to go up, causes things to be go, go out of service, then I don't know. And my thing is, how long can we keep this up for? How long? Um, just before, just before like, um, next person, yeah? you know, so funny, yeah? all this petrol buying, yeah, as if we don't have public transport, bro. But this is, what trying to force, this is what they're trying to force you to do, yeah? Because my man Sadiq Khan now is going to say, ah, you see what now? This is the way to get a travel card. This is why you need to have an Oyster card. Beep, beep. The dickhead going to try to use this to his advantage, yeah, to try spin us to get on the trains and get cat COVID. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, to add, to add, what I'm going to say is, yeah, what I'm going to say is what we all have, and I, I think one thing COVID has let me know mm-hmm. is that we, all of us here, have crossed a threshold into privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are privileged. Yeah. We are very much so. All our jokes aside, we are very much so talking from a place of privilege. Like mm-hmm. that is what I learned because I have a separate room. I have a garden. I didn't have that. You know, when we were doing lockdown, first lockdown, I was like in the time of my life. All of us now here are talking about struggling with petrol. Some people can't even 
Like, yeah, dude, yeah. I can't even afford the travel card. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. so that's what I that's what I realized. I genuinely realized we've stepped into privilege. So I'm mindful of like I I realize it. So I think about it a bit more. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna strip my privileges any less. However, my thing is is far too many people who don't have our privilege are not clued up enough how to not remain a victim because lots of this thing they're kept in it because to be fair let's be honest all of us here whichever government's in power how much is it going to impact on us personally Mm. like how much is it going to impact on us it isn't Mm. right they're not taking Mm. away our benefits they're not preventing us from getting housing benefit or getting a house they're not stopping our our process you know i'm saying it's not us that's getting all these that's not really impacting on us so Mm. i am i'm like we can't keep just going along with it the shit and not learning because it's the people at the bottom look what they've done now with um uh, what's it called what's the thing that they've increased the other day yeah yeah what's the thing Mm. called though well uh and i and i who does that impact Mm. people at the bottom that's Mm. my thing so people at the bottom pay attention um Mon, last words. Well, and you're not to say do better. <laughs> <laughs> last words are just hold the faith. Let's stop the panic. Let's just engage our real adult brains. Let's just take a moment and let's really think about the decisions that we're making. Just a little bit of forethought, a little bit of planning. Um, and, and consideration, all, consideration, just like I wasn't, see, I wasn't even trying to get onto those deep levels of thinking about someone else, but just you know, take a second, try and learn from the mistakes we have made previously and do better. Sorry, I was just <laughs> sorry. Um, as last words, um, last words is yeah, you're going to be a free picker on the weekend, yeah, free picker. Me, my thing, Monday to Monday, more Monday, Friday, at the moment, my day job. And then Saturday morning, you catch me outside in the field somewhere. <laughs> Get some fruit for thirty pound an hour. Lit. <laughs> oh, that's fair, man. All right, guys. Kelly, oh, by the way, guys, before you cut the recording, I think R. Kelly's been found guilty. Of- I just said that. I just said that R. Kelly was found guilty. Is it? Ah, oh, yeah, just been found guilty. How many years they giving him? How many years? Five thousand. How what? That was inevitable. How many years are he getting? Come on, talk to me. 125,000. Well, he should get that. 125,000, Aaron? He's making it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode 38 of Chewing This. Big shout out to everyone on the panel. Let us know your thoughts about today's discussion, where we discuss the current fuel crisis. Or is it a fuel crisis? Or is it that people are just panicking because of the lack of quality in the government's communication? And how much of this is to do with Brexit? Some people are saying that Brexit caused this because it ended freedom of movement, which in turn resulted in a shortage of HEV drivers, while others will argue that there was already a shortage of HEV drivers, and in fact, those from the European continent who have gone back home complain mostly about the poor working conditions and the terrible pay when compared to the European continent. And what about the pandemic? It is well documented that since the pandemic started in 2020, there are backlogs in various sectors. And HEV drivers is not an exception, given that the dependency is on the DVLA to issue licenses in order for drivers to be able to do their jobs. But what do you think? Let us know your thoughts at LDN for both Twitter and Instagram. But for now, for myself and the rest of the team, until next time, we're out.